What's up, everybody? This is Chris, and I'm one of the hosts of Crucial Tunes. It's a podcast where me and my buddy Larry, we sit around and talk about music. Talk about music we like, music we don't like. Talk about new music, old music, mainstream, underground. Talk to some local bands. Do it all. So if you like music, why don't you tune on in? Crucial Tunes. Every other Friday on the Journey into Comics Network. The following is a following journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Heritage. Hello and welcome to Podcastrophy episode 95. I am feeding back. <laughs> I forgot I said it to monitor my input last week when I did uh, everything through my headphones. So, ah, it, it was coming through the speakers. Good stuff. All right, this is episode 95 and we're here to talk some Chernobyl. I got Mr. Brandon Stone of Game Addicts Podcast. How you doing? What's up, Deuterinos? How's it going, everybody? Wow. Glad to be here on back. As I said, it started man, out so intense. Well, you got to turn it on, man. It, it's like, even when you're like so tired, that's how you, you got to start a podcast with some fucking energy. You're right. Totally right. We also got John Welk coming back from Game of King Chair. How you doing, John? Pretty good. You? Pretty tired also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As, as he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, you can dial it back down, but it's like, I've always yeah. found that when you're going to start a podcast, man. You I was going to say, like, you started at like 150 and you dialed it down. You got to about 90. Yeah. By the end of what you're, by the end of your introduction. Well, you know. Um, solid. Well, and what's funny is that if you ever like, there, like I was thinking one day, because uh, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but somebody had like names for their fans or their listeners, you know, like, uh, like I just can't think of what I was, what I was listening to at the time, but I'm like. Man, what would he call like what like, would, like a broad fan base? Yeah, like like the like, maggots for Slipknot. Yeah, the maggots or or the army or like the Kiss Army yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know it, you know, and I'm just like what would I well, like what would I call the game addicts listeners? And the then it, <laughs> well, it's like what up game addicts? Welcome to the game addicts podcast. And and I just realized that every day I would come home from work and my kid would go, he would run and go, hi daddy, and I'm like, what's up, Dudorino? <laughs> and I'm just like, and one day I said, I'm like, that's it. What's up, Deuterinos? There you go. No, if you say, sorry. It's all encompassing. It, you know, there might be some people that says, well, hey, that's not really, you know, that's more of a Deuterino. It's, it's more of a, a, a like a male song. Like, but I'm like, you listen to Kel Mitchell, everyone's a dude. <laughs> You're right. Everyone is a dude. And thus. You're dude, a dude. He's, he's a, a dude. dude. She's a dude. Because we're, we're, we're all, all dudes. dudes. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> that's my logic with that. I'm glad we had this mo- that moment right there. And I also like, you know, like we actually don't have uh, dedicated merch yet uh, because I just haven't sat down to do it or anything like that. It's just, it, I, 
one of the things I want to do is do a parody of the Doritos logo. This is Doritos. I just think it'd be funny. Solid. Good Solid. Thought. But anyway, yeah. What's up, guys? I'm so glad to be here on Podcast Review once again. What episode is this? This is 95. 90 fucking five. We're, we're five away. We're five away from 100. 100. I have been here uh, a, a handful of times. Yeah. You were the first episode. You second the, episode. The pilot. You were the pilot well, and second episode. Well, hold on. Well, it was the first one was the original. Yeah. And then we had the pilot ah. for what would become Game of King Chair. Because the episode was called Game of King Game Chair. of King Chair season and review, and it was the it was it was a season season seven, right? Yeah. And, and, well, it, it was season seven, and then gush about the entire series. Yeah, that's what it turned into. <laughs> but then I was on sporadically from there. Yeah, I think you did fifty. Uh, you did episode fifty. I, I was on before that too because I was on the yeah. We I, I came over. We did an episode with a, with the keyboard commander. We, oh my God. <laughs> commander Clack. Yeah. So Clack and John, Clack. Uh, my old roommate, uh, before Joe. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you mentioned that. I, I, so we clearly. shared a, we shared a computer room, and you he, had a computer room. He had, yeah, we had a computer room. We had Big a, we had a three bedroom house, and one of those rooms was dedicated to our computers. And uh, he had like a really clackety clankety like. It, it's it, one of those keyboards. It's a that gaming has, keyboard. It, it's a keyboard that really it has a punctual, like. When you hit the button, there, there's like a, it's almost like a switch, or like like on the Xbox controllers, there's like micro switch in them. Mm-hmm. There was a switch for every button. So when he's in there playing Overwatch or whatever he was playing, I think he was playing Rocket League that night. I want to say it was. Well, it was well, I remember him playing Rocket League, uh, Overwatch, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> um, but like he would sit there and he would get annoyed because we because we, we would be in there doing a podcast. He wants to go in there and play his games. Yeah, and it's like I only had I only did the show once a week. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's only for like roughly two hours, right. an hour and a half, two hours. And he was getting, and he was like, come on, dude. And he's like, it's, it, I, I pay rent at this house too, you know? And it's like, dude, I do this once a week. You can <laughs> give up your games for two hours a week. Or even better, you could not slam the keyboard. Well, he would be in there clackety clack, clack, clackety clack, clack. And <laughs> I almost sound like I'm singing like Frosty the Snowman. It was only one time. <laughs> it was only one time. Well, didn't he come in there again some other time? No, not really. I don't think so. Anyway, so we did that, and then we went to the uh, like a live brews with dudes that they yep. did at the uh, North End Pub. I, I, I joined in for that. So I, I was on that episode. I might have been on like – was Tyler there for that one? I want to say, yeah. Okay, because I know I did one with Tyler. I was, and I was on 50, and then it's been ugh, sporadic. I was on – Yeah. I was on four. You you definitely been on a lot more since I've been in this house. Yeah, I've been on four of the Gaming King Chair episodes. Yep. Uh, so there's that. Uh, of course, you can check that out on exclusively on the Podbean feed, hosted by Podbean, podcastreview.podbean.com. Thanks for plugging it, man. And of course, you can subscribe to that on any of your favorite podcasts providers such as Apple and Spotify. I don't even Spotify. need to plug my own show today. This is kind of awesome. Well, I mean, I'm on that, man. I, I have a vested interest, too. In fact, I actually, I, me and Mike did something. We did Game Addicts Eat. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And uh, one, one of these centuries, Mike and Tyler are supposed to do something together. One of these centuries. One of these centuries. I mean, it was supposed to happen, like, right after E3. It didn't. Now Tyler's a little busy working more than we are. Yeah, yeah he, poor he's working his ass off. He, man. Cause, okay. And I'm, I know we're just kind of rambling. This is kind of, kind of what we do. We, we kind of tangent uh, into other topics. But 
you know, I watched him and all of his dudes. Yeah, I realize this is John's first regular regular podcast. I mean, show. yeah, we we have topics and we'll get there, but first, <laughs> this is just shooting the shit kind of part of it. So, I was in there, <sighs> very first time doing Firewatch where we were. Okay, never never done it before. Twelve years, I've never done it before. Okay, and I watched Tyler and his crewmates tear down the entire light booth for Ed Sand in two and a half hours. Like, boom, 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 boom. 200 lights, gone. How many of them were there? I just said 200 lights. No, people. <laughs> oh. Probably like 10 people, maybe. Um, I mean, not even that. When I was there. Because I would say probably about eight. So next day, so, I'm there in the ED Sand booth watching them put the LEDs in. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so bright in there. Those LEDs are nice. Okay, so they started that because when I was there, they got everything tore down in two and a half hours. And then they started putting stuff up. By the time I left, they already had a quarter of the booth done, almost. And, of course, then I was on another project the next day. A completely different place. I know. I was, I, um, Matt was taking us around. Because uh, I, I was this, the extra I was part of the extras where they were just going to drop me off wherever they did, needed uh, me. Did you go up where I was? Edie Sand? No, no, not that day. No, no. Uh, the day that you were there, I was actually up by Topcoat B. No, I didn't go anywhere I was, uh, there. They replaced the burner. No, in the so uh, they're, we're looking for places to go, and I was like, you know, you could always just throw me over where Brandon is. He's like, ha-ha, you wish. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, yesterday was my easiest day ever. Yeah? Ever. There were five of us. That's a good one. Standing in one spot. In bumper shop A, where the temperature never got above 68. Nice. That's solid right That's there. That's nice. And we watched other people work for eight hours. And Boring. we just stood around and talked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you did you work with anybody we know? or? Uh, I worked with, uh, her name's Deb Justice. Debbie Justice. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I started with her in bumper shop. Um, one of the older ladies, I actually worked with her daughter back in bumper shop. You know, I mean, you worked there long enough. You end up, like, knowing people that know that know people. The guy that was in there, his name was Rob. I know him by – I've walked by and seen him or something. Okay. So – and then the other gal, and same thing. I've seen her in passing. Uh, so, like, I didn't know everybody, but it's like you it, – I've been there, like, full-time for 10 years, so I feel like I can actually talk to people <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, when you're – like, even though it's my first summer doing this kind of stuff because I've never really had to or wanted to, like, like if I was a temporary or, or, or early, I would have been, like – very timid, not talking to people, but I, I feel like I have enough confidence where I can talk to people. But anyway, that's about where I'm at. Like it was awesome, and I don't know what I'm gonna be doing next, but we'll figure that out. Because today, as we transition, I got these transitions down. This is called a segue. Oh, hold on! I want to shoot a shit. <laughs> I want to shoot. A I want to shoot one shit. One shit. <laughs> one marijuana. Fucking! I dropped a Honda Odyssey on my hand yesterday. Yeah, I told you to quit sucking. Go ahead, yeah. tell us this Spucking, story. I want to so, know. I want to hear what happened. Doing my brakes for my parents, and uh, not my brakes, my the brakes on the van for my parents. And when I get there, I go inside to get something to eat and fill up my thermos with water. And I tell my little brother to pull the van up on the concrete pad in front of the drive, in front of the garage doors, where it's flat and stable and all mm-hmm. that. It's not quite flat. There's a slight incline, and uh, I tell picture. him at least three times to set the e-brake. I go out there and uh, get the jack under it, get on the jack point, start lifting it up, and uh, get the tire off, 
start working on getting the caliper bolts out, pulling the caliper off so that I can do the brakes. Next thing I know is uh, my hand's underneath the bumper and it's rolling very ever so slowly downhill, which it should not be doing. <laughs> and I yank my hand out in a way as it plummets down. So what happened was it the jack rolled back downhill with the vehicle, kind of like a square wheel. And the A-bar underneath the wheel hub hit the concrete and cracked it. And nice. uh, the bumper, which, thank fuck, on Honda Odysseys, that part of the bumper is nothing but plastic. Not even fiberglass, just plastic. Smacked my hand right into the concrete. And uh, kind of hurt at the time. It's not even... It's still kind of bruised. It bled a lot, but there's nothing to show for it other than a completely fucked up jack. That thing is corkscrewed and bent, and one of the solid cast wheels is snapped in half. At least, you know, it's not, it wasn't metal. Or, or like, cause or even though, bumper. because at least Oof. the plastic has some give to it, you know? A lot of give, I right. learned. Yeah. <laughs> because your hand, your hand would probably be broken. I, that at the best, yeah. broken. I shattered. Live in terror of what it would have been had it been a steel bumper. If it was crushed, it would have been amputated. You know? Sometimes, then, sometimes how would I really have worked at Subaru? Like you wouldn't have. Ouch. Yeah, so both metaphorically. He texted and me this, and my only response was, "Quit sucking," because so you're a dick. I found it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's the picture I try and show you before the show started. Anyway, yeah. So like, you got your hand crushed, and like, a lot of different people got radiation sickness and poisoning and death. Yeah. Because yeah. of the happenings at Chernobyl in 1986. Yep. And sure did. All these years later, uh, HBO made a docu series, kind of. And is there it, you go. Is is that the right word? Docu-series? I would say it's a docu-series. Yeah. Miniseries? Yeah, docu-series. Five episodes, right? It was like yep. five episodes. It's been a little while. We're a little late on the on the, like on the the like gun here. Docu-drama Be- series? Sure. Uh, because for the most part, the series was, you know, I would say relatively accurate. There's a few, they did a few creative things that they did. Of course, the character of the woman. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. It's been a while. Uh, remember? Anita Kamuk. Okay, so I think it's Anita. It's definitely Kamuk. She was not a real person. No, she's a she's an amalg. She is Legion. Yeah, she, she is, is Legion. She's an amalgamation of like a hundred different scientists, pretty much to simplify that part of the story. Yeah. But and there you have it. We've talked about Chernobyl, folks. All right, Boom. see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I loved watching this series. It, it was gripping. It was intense. Puppy the cast slaughter. was great. Yeah. No, everybody killed it. I also really liked uh, the the directorial um, choice to not give everybody Russian accents when they're speaking yes, English. Yes, absolutely. Because the way I would have done it is either how they did it or everybody speaks Russian and you just well, have – Well, they, they talked about that in the podcast, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Uh, they, they talked about how like when – because you can't always get like a Russian actor and all that. So typically when uh, – a non-Russian actor does a Russian accent, it tends to be a little exaggerated or just not good enough or something like that, you know? Well, uh, uh, I believe what they said, it, from my memory serves me correct, they end up uh, 
acting the accent, not acting the character. Yeah, yeah. They get they, they they're focusing so much on getting that accent right that they don't capture with their you know the message that they're trying to convey with the character. And I completely get that. And this harkens back. You know, I'm a gamer. I can't remember in Hunt for Red October. How how was uh, Sam Neill's Russian accent? Do you remember? Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's since been a long movie. time. Since I haven't seen that. that movie since I was a kid. I watched it. It's probably been within the last ten years. It was on Netflix, so I watched it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I watched it. I remember. Movie. I remember Sam Neill and of course Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> and one Ball of playing Russian. Baldwin. Ball Alec Baldwin playing uh, Did Jack you, okay. Ryan. Okay, so Baldwin was playing who? Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. There's a whole series of Jack Ryan movies with different actors playing them. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Baldwin, Harrison Ford. Um, and now we finally have a whole series of Jack Ryan shows, episodes, with one person playing Jack Ryan. <laughs> what if every episode is a different Jack Ryan? I mean, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, John Krasinski's awesome and all that, but... Um, <laughs> anyway, the game that I was thinking of is uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yeah. That game is set in Russia. Mm-hmm. Soviet Union, right? And the entire time they're just speaking English. There's the cutscenes where their snake is speaking English with the other English speaking people. Every time that he encounters somebody, you know, they're, they're all just speaking English. Let's flash forward back to MGS two where, uh, Colonel Sergei Gerlukovich and his men, <laughs> that's a name, <laughs> Sergei Gerlukovich. Anyway, he has his own little like privatized army of dudes. You know, he's former Gru and everything. And, uh... Former Gru? Like the guy in the cartoon? No. Okay. No. <laughs> so, when you encounter the soldiers, and they talk, they've got their Russian accent. Like, hmm, what was that? <laughs> like, you know, huh, is somebody there? <laughs> you know, they're, they're speaking English with a very harsh accent. Then you go to Snake Eater, and there's no accents. There's just, what was that noise? And at the time, it was like, man, these guys are supposed to be Russian. And then it, then when you first meet the scientist who's creating the nuclear weapon that you're there to deter, and he, he's like, wow, your Russian is superb. And he says it in English. And that's when I was like, they're speaking Russian, and they're bothering to convey that because we're just getting the dialogue. Exactly. It's the same kind of that's, thing. That's, yeah. That's it's, really just, neat. it's the exact same thing. And that's because it's, instead of going back and forth, to you know, a lot of old spy movies, they would have had like the Russian accent. The instead of just stereotyping that, they just had an actor and they and he they mention it. And that way, there's no uh, really big difference between you hearing Snake speak English and Snake trying to speak another language or anything like that. It, it, there, there, there's no narrative, and this show does the same thing. And I think it works great because it really allows these actors to dive in and get some really great performances out of them. Absolutely, and it, and it allows the situations and the events on the ground to unfold naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I almost I think of it like a dream. Where are, are either of you bilingual in any at all? Uh, no, I mean I know slightly. I know like words and phrases and Spanish. Have you ever had Spanish in a dream? No. Okay. Well, when so German will creep its way into my dreams now and then, but when it's in the dream, it's obviously not grammatically correct because it's dream dream physics dream logic right but it just it's understood on a first person like point of view basis that you language not not language specific just what is being said is it conveys that 
it, I think, directly down to the... It lets the events unfold as if you were... Your brain automatically makes sense of it. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. That is what I was trying to say. Yeah. I, I, I once again just abridged the unabridged. Yeah. Common yes, theme. You yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> so I, had, I had to pull up the cast just so I could get Yeah, no, the guy that right. played Bogosov... Uh, uh, Jared Harris. He was great. The guy that played Boris... Uh, Boris Sherbina. Sherbina. Stellan Skarsgård, who is also in uh, Thor, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Holy shit, he's mm-hmm. the crazy professor. Yeah. yeah. Goodwill I just Hunting. that. He's the math. He's a math teacher in Goodwill Hunting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I loved his character. He's such a dickhead, and he's and he apparently played that character incredibly to historical accuracy because the 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 guy was known for. Uh, I, I heard this in the podcast. He was known for yelling something into existence. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because like when you first meet the character, you're drawn to dislike him immediately because. Yeah. Obviously, they've already established their protagonist in this situation, and that's Legasov. And so he's like the he's the guy that he's supposed to know what's going on. So you're like, listen to him, damn it! And then here's Boris kind of telling people, no, you're gonna listen to me. And then he's like, no, 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 don't do, don't listen to him. He's gonna get us killed. <laughs> and then he's like, how dare you, you know, challenge my right. authority? And he's like, we're gonna die <laughs> if we listen to you. That they do that very well. He and it, over the course of this series, you actually, you know, they end up becoming friends mm-hmm. over their, you know, bonding through this situation. <laughs> yeah, very dire for them. But then, of course, like you end up kind of like sympathizing with Boris. Absolutely, understanding what the way he acts, why he acts, and then also like by that point in the series, you understand how the government and the party acts. And you understand kind of why he acts the way he acts in in response to that. I thought yeah. they did a very, very cursory job. I mean, sufficient, definitely, but cursory job of hitting home just how much it was the reality on the ground there that the party doesn't care about the facts so much as the party cares about looking good, looking like its shit is together, looking like mm-hmm. it's powerful, it's organized, it's the functional, perception. it's efficient. Um, and so when you're put in charge of something for the first time, like, Sherbina's in charge of the Chernobyl crisis. If the Chernobyl crisis is going to be a problem, Sherbina's not going to be in charge of anything again. So, it doesn't matter what the fucking facts are. Well, it's funny it's because all good. Sherbina was actually, like, head of agriculture. Like, he was nothing. But he had enough power to fuck somebody's life up, essentially. Was he, he had enough connections, yeah. Yeah, he had connections and all that. But he was, he was essentially, like, uh, the fucking... Oh, what cabinet secretary of agriculture for I'm sure. the Soviet Union. Yeah. Well, I thought he was secretary of energy, but I don't know and it's so cursory. It's I think IRL, he was agriculture. All right. So oh, okay. like what you said about looking good and like the perception, uh, they're thinking about one how the whole country looks, how the government looks, and also each individual person's looking after their own self-interest. And ultimately, that comes into play. And, and yeah, we're going to bounce around a, a little bit in this because they told the story in a certain order in a certain way. Yeah, they did. Uh, so, like, because by the time they end, they, they end with season four, sorry, season, episode four, I'm like, all, all that's left is the big trial. Like, how are they going to have a full episode out of that? But they actually went back and they told you more information. They showed you more. From the night, yeah. You know, from, you know, from the day even leading up yeah. to of the, yeah. of the tests. 
and you realize that the one reason why they, why this test was pushed so hard was because one, the test had not been done when they were supposed to have had it done, and two, they wanted to make themselves look good for a promotion. So I wasn't clear on that, and I thought the show wasn't terribly clear on it either, because of the nature of a kangaroo court. Uh, anything to make the designated guilty look guilty so that the predetermined verdict goes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they said that you didn't run that test despite having signed the papers, I got the feeling that the test was the kind of thing that you run periodically. And uh, from what I understood, that this was a test that they, sh- the, that they should, that they lied and said they did do uh, when they had not yet done it. Now, the nature of the test absolutely being of paramount importance, it sh- there should have been a preliminary run, and mm-hmm. it should not have been online until it was successful. Yeah, absolutely, I, I but I don't remember, know if that's policy or not. I, I can't remember why they were having to do it now that now that you mentioned that because yes a test like that you think they would do periodically but they had not yet done so uh with and i, and I think the reactor reactor four had been up and running and they had already started on a reactor five and six and six and those were up and then four had not even done the test yet i don't know if they were up and running they were being constructed at least so like i think part of it may have been that they that they weren't supposed to start construction on that maybe that's what it was uh, if I remember, if I'm remembering right, it might it might be that where they could not have started more without the test of four, and they lied, and they're like, oh, well, we'll yeah, we'll just do it later, you know, you know, we got time, we got this, and then it's like, okay, guys, we actually need to get this done before mm-hmm. they catch on the fact that we haven't done it. Okay, so let's do it, and then they, you, because you have, because you have the three, uh, Dyatlov, he was the guy that's going to be doing the test. There's a whole scene with him, and the the Fomin. Yeah, like the guy underneath the guy running the plant, right? Fomin. Because the other, because the other guy, the guy that kind of took like this. Yeah, I don't remember his name. He he sounds like he smokes like two packs a day. Yeah, at least. And um, <laughs> he was the guy that very vigorously smacked the table when yeah. when Maester Lewin, Grandpa Bolshevik, Grandpa Bolshevik, was like, <laughs> "We cut the phone lines. We don't let anybody leave. This we'll, is how we save the people from themselves." Woo. We'll, We'll be remembered for this day. And he's just like, he was so like, yeah, we got this. But okay. So like the head dude was going to probably get a promotion. The other guy was going to take his spot and like, you know, deal love. I'll be looking at you for promotion. If this goes well. Yeah. Deal love wanted Fomin's position. He, well, yeah. Deal love was looking after himself. And that was part of the, you know, the human error. With, for pushing for this test, even though they probably had every, the way that the show per, you know portrays it, the way that history portrays it, they had every opportunity to stop it, to shut the reactor down, and you know give it the what twenty four hours, that, yeah, that to they get needed. out of the xenon pit, yeah, and so but they didn't like no 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 we gotta get this done, and then well well and that leads right into the uh, the design flaw that I felt that the design flaw wasn't explained exactly what it was which it's difficult to do on a level like this uh a docudrama especially because of understanding the context required to know what was wrong with it and uh during the courtroom scene i felt that it was just obvious that there was a design flaw and that you weren't supposed to mention it and that yeah, by because they it, had found it like in the 70s and they're like shh right redacted and by, by mentioning it, 
and the mentioning of it was the major plot point, mm-hmm. not the identification of it. I, I felt they skipped over that. And I mean, that this could just be me, detail-oriented, trying yeah. to be like, well, wait, wait, wait. Well, Talk because you're talking more. about the, the part where you had the, uh, uh, the tips. Yes. The lead tips. Or not lead. The, uh, so the graphite tips. The graphite, graphite tips. Lead. Was the design flaw in question? Because I remember you telling me at work one day that the tips were actually more than just tips. Oh yes, they were actually much. To larger. call them so, the control rods were almost double length, mm-hmm. and when you pull them out, the uh, tips, quote unquote, the control rods themselves were seven meters. The tips were four meters, with a meter and a half on either end. So just the tip in this sense is actually basically it's the whole fucking shaft. It's pretty the much. same damn thing. Yeah, you're halfway from going balls deep. <laughs> At that point, you might as well bite your lip. And That's go. insane. And the only reason they use that is because it's cheaper. Well, in part. So that's what they said. It's cheaper because it's faster. The uh, so. What the graphite does is it's a neutron flux moderator. Mm-hmm. The flux is just an abbreviated way to say how fast the neutrons in the core are shooting. They, a lot of them are shooting too fast to cause fission. The moderators bring them down to a thermal velocity, mm-hmm. which allows them to cause fission. And water will also do this, not as well as heavy water, but heavy water is very expensive. Um, and most reactors at the time were running on just water moderation. But the graphite, in addition to the water, so the meter and a half on either end of the four meters of graphite was water flowing through the tube. And because graphite is such a better flux moderator than water, when they were pushing the control rods back in, because control rods are made out of neutron absorbent material that will stop the reaction process because it's it's sucking in all of those neutrons that are causing the fission that are causing the heat that are causing hence, the hence control power exactly and you can insert them by by a gradient amount however much you need when you flush them all the way back in like that in addition to all of the other things that were going on that were just building the perfect storm it pushed the graphite down past a meter and a half of core that it previously wasn't interacting with which just caused it to continue to accelerate out of control exponentially just like a rocket that is the design flaw um they don't need the graphite tips they could have just used water now the water is not as efficient and therefore not as quick to power it up or reach as high a level of thermal energy the graphite reaches a higher level and it does so quicker that's why it's cheaper i see I couldn't abridge that if I tried. Yeah, I was about to say. This I, that the, was heavily abridged. I'm trying to leave out the <laughs> details. This is one of, the, one of those cases where I find it, like, him explaining it to me unabridged. <laughs> or as even, though, want, even though you abridged it, it was still a lot. Do you want yeah. the unabridged version? No, no we don't have time. We already no, it. you don't have time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's, it's one of those cases where, like, having something explained to me, I don't need it abridged. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really... Because I find it fascinating. No, no, absolutely. It, it, uh, I, yeah, it is fascinating. I find and, it absolutely fascinating. You know, when uh, when we were first watching, uh, you know, Game of Thrones for the final season, and I first saw the, you know, the trailer for the Chernobyl series, I was excited because I've actually watched shows, his, you know, historical documentaries on Chernobyl. 
it's, it's funny because I told you the first time I ever heard about Chernobyl was when I watched uh, the 1998 Godzilla with yeah. Matthew Broderick because it starts out the <laughs> first scene where they introduce our hero Matthew Broderick, aka or starring as uh, Nick Tatopoulos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's in Chernobyl and he's digging up earthworms, and his study is to see if the radioact the radioactivity in the area has caused species in the area to grow into tremors into trimmers yes so it's it's really a tie into the trimmers series <laughs> uh <laughs> the next godzilla movie if they ever make one i mean it's been 20 years at this point god damn that movie's 20 years old 21 it's been it's 21 years old yeah not the most recent godzilla no no godzilla no. 1998 oh, okay. that was so the one, one made by america once they finally make a sequel to 98 that's not the animated series uh it will have oh my gosh the animated series it was awesome the animated series was awesome. I forgot about that. Uh, but once they finally make a direct sequel to Godzilla 1998, um, it's probably going to have Kevin Bacon in it. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> back, back to topic. <laughs> uh, okay, so like, because you, you, so you brought up Godzilla. Yeah. And uh, it got me thinking, you know, and you said 20 years ago. And. You know, when I think 30 years ago, I still think, like, early 80s to 70s, but that's not the case. 30 years ago is 89. It is. That's okay. crazy. That's so And then crazy. we think about Chernobyl took place 33 years ago. That is still within, like, I was born that year. So, within our lifetimes, this massive of an incident has happened. Now, like, because you almost kind of think like, oh yeah, that was so, you. You put it in your head because we're because we're younger. You know, we didn't grow up. We weren't a, a sentient. We're even alive for the like. I was I was like being you know uh, gestated, yeah, gestated and and nurtured <laughs> by the loving womb of my mother. You're in your womb cocoon. I was feeding off of her life force like a symbiote. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> so such a delicate way to put. Like, like a, all I've got in my head is his meme from the other day of the millennial caterpillar. One day you'll get there. <laughs> it's the bug zapper. <laughs> it's the bug zapper at Chernobyl. <laughs> well, like, you know, because when you think about like a, like a disaster like this, your brain automatically puts it to so long ago, yeah. so so early. And we're still like, you know, when you think about the 80s, we're still pretty early into the uh, advent of nuclear science and everything, right? That, um, we, were, that we were practicing with. Yeah, because that was like 40 years away from the Manhattan Project, you know. Give or take. And we had started using nuclear energy. Closer uh, to 50. You, uh, yeah. But like, but as far as, as terms of actual uh, use and practice, you know, we really broke through that threshold during World War II. And, man, it's like, it's not that long ago. No. And, and of course, we had, then, then we had Fukushima. Which that was not a a man made problem. This it was is, well, it, it was caused by the earthquake and the and the tsunami. But mm-hmm. what did it was leaky pipes. Sure, let hydrogen out. Yeah, into air, which thermal high thermal energy hydrogen into air, low thermal energy air, boom. Right. Then after that meltdown. So it, I mean, it was just—it was just a lack of the most basic, most boring maintenance in the Brandon, world. Do you know what just happened? Huh? He just abridged something. 
Again, he, he, actually. He insanely Thank convinced you. it. He put it in stupid What I was saying about Fukushima <laughs> is that it doesn't go quite to the level of, of the bureaucracy. Yeah. Necessarily, as Chernobyl does. The whole series starts off with the suicide of Legasov. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, like it, it, his it, end. It, <laughs> it shows him recording these tapes that mm-hmm. eventually got. I don't know how they got out, but not a hundred percent on that. Yeah. Yeah, but they apparently got out according to the the showrunner. Right. So, uh, but he one of the things he says uh, is the he he starts out with the cost of lies. His memes. Yeah. Not memes. <laughs> And he says, when a lie is told, uh, it incurs a, a debt to the truth, and eventually that debt must be paid. And you see it. You see that those words just reign true throughout mm-hmm. the entire miniseries. Yeah, and I love it. I, I love mean, it. I mean, we had a, a. I mean, the series goes. The series starts with that, and then it starts with like right at the explosion. You know, in, in the, you know, the series follows some side characters throughout, you know, to make it a little bit more interesting for view. Well, I, I love how they did the explosion, too, because it's just in the background. Mm-hmm. And the person that they're focusing on doesn't even notice it. Doesn't even notice it. There's no sound. Eventually, there's a shockwave yeah. that hits. But other than that, it's just... <laughs> you just hear a pop. And it, it's a, but you see this huge explosion. The air is getting deionized or mm-hmm. whatever. Ionized. Other way, it was ionized. ionized. It's getting ionized, and you so you see that blue beam. Ah, oh, it's crazy. And then all those people go out to the bridge to watch it, and they're and dead. Die. And they all die <laughs> eventually. The death. The death <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a nothing sentence. <laughs> they died eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all knew. Well, I mean, what to do? Well, they, they died quicker than most eventuallys. That is true. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, uh, and of course, then they send the first responders. Oh lord, the firefighter. Fuck that one guy that picked up the graphite. <sighs> yeah, his hand. Did you notice bugged. the piece of graphite he picked up in particular? What about it? Had, so, it was, it had a uh, cavity in it, a, a part of a cylinder. Yeah, part of a tube mm-hmm. that was from the center of the core. Yeah, that was a either a fuel rod or a control rod went through that, mm-hmm. and that. It's about as bad as it gets. I love the detail in that. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love uh, the the one firefighter that they're they're following, uh, who ends up uh, he's he's kind of like a main character along with his girlfriend, wife, whatever, who's pregnant. Um, but he, he follows him, and he, you can see him looking around at the graphite and be like, and he can tell something's off, mm-hmm. something's not right about this. I love. I just love those little things that the the director and writer put into this miniseries to show that. Like, and and there's a lot of moments without dialogue where it's just very subtle music, and it's just like it's, I mean, look at the the scene where the people are just standing on the bridge, and you see the specks of dust that's supposed to signify radiation. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there was physical dust too. Yeah, that's why they had to wear the masks because the dust was. Stupid, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about creating tension within the scene? Of course, you said there's no you know, scenes where there's no dialogue and there's just music or, or just some sort of score. That brings me oh, back. Oh, the divers. Well, it, you know that brings me back. If you guys remember to the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight, whenever Joker was on the the screen, there was like this this cello or violin screech, and it would just get more intense, more intense. 
and it was not an actual score part. It was just it made it it would increase the longer he was on screen and like when there was no dialogue and it would make you feel uneasy. And so you, so you get the visual aid of exactly what they're seeing and then you get the the audio, you know, part of that that just makes you feel tense and uneasy with yeah. what you're seeing. Yeah. And they did that with several <clears throat> spots here as well. Um oh, I mean I I I mean you can definitely in in the diver scene when their their lights start going out and they're mm-hmm. just they're just frantically panicking in the water because yeah because their, their lights are going out and you hear the, the, guy, hear the Geiger counters going off or, or what we think is a essentially decimeters decimeters yeah, yeah, yeah. Decimeter. and it, you just hear that rate that the clicks just intensifying and it's, I'm and getting flashbacks to like Fallout yeah. playing Fallout yeah going into like uh, going going out like for the more recent one Fallout Four going out into the into the wasteland sea where it's just like the entire time and it just you you have like nuclear storms and everything around you (laughs) and your and your and your thing is just going off the chart you're like rad x rad x rad x power armor i was gonna say assuming you don't have power armor power armor still doesn't like you have to take rad x to even get out there no shit there, yeah, there, there, there are something out there uh, big to the plot that you have to go do, and you can wear a suit, some sort of suit, but like power armor will do it too. But yeah, no, that gave me flashbacks of just like when when that counter is going nuts, and yeah, and of course then that that was the episode where where like it went to black on that right because because the lights went yeah. out and you just heard that and it went to black and yeah, and, yeah. And then the credits and then of course the next episode you see that they actually had like a manual crank. Uh, on flashlight. flashlight, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going nuts on those things. And then those divers ended up dying as well. Mm. Eventually, they they all lived. Actually, they didn't they didn't get acute radiation syndrome, uh, and that's just because of the uh, sealed suits that they mm-hmm. had, which okay. kept the water out from contacting them. Now their air was irradiated, obviously, yeah. but they weren't breathing the dust, and they didn't come into contact with the water, so they did get a lethal dose, but not enough to die of acute radiation syndrome, which is what we were watching happen to the firefighters in the hospital. Right. So, I mean, they died of probably thyroid cancer. Yeah, that's what the podcast said. Which, uh, if anybody has watched this series and you're into podcasts, or you, if you if you want a, a much better look into these episodes, listen to the Chernobyl podcast. That's You can get it directly from HBO or basically any of the podcasting platforms. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I listen to it through Apple Podcasts, so... I'm pretty sure it's on iPain. They mention it's on Stitcher and Google Play. It was cool because after Spotify. every episode, you know, the podcast would yeah. would be up. And um, if you, yeah, if you're gonna watch the series and you really are into it, watch the episode and then listen to the podcast because yeah. it kind of dives into a little bit more detail. And they also explain why they did certain things, why they showed certain things the way they did they, that they did, and kind of like just flesh it out a little bit more. It's really cool. Yeah, and then they they also give a lot of uh, back backlog on like the actual events that happened yeah like the people uh like like akimov anatoly akimov uh he he was like uh, he was the giant asshole in the room saying no fucking do it or i'm gonna fucking ruin your career no that was dialogue akimov uh, according, was the one saying no. according to the cast it's akimov in real life no in the the cast of the show uh, I mean, I'll I'll pull up the picture of the dude, and it's like okay. Akimov and Topchinov are the two running the uh, control rods. 
Yeah, Paul Ritter, Anatoly. Oh, Dyatlov. My bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, shown up on your okay, own podcast. Okay, yeah, I, I fucked up. Uh, yeah, Paul Ritter, Anatoly Dyatlov. I mean, I'm looking at him. I'm like, yep, that's the dude. His excuse. I wonder if his name was Annie. His excuse <laughs> for why, you know, he's like, I wasn't in the room when they did this. I was, I was in the toilet. The, the toilet. I was in the shitter. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. I liked how uh, Valeri was like, well, then where were you? And fucking Tywin goes, ah, you are not the prosecutor not here. Tywin, no. Uh, Bolton. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Roos Roos went. Like, you are not the prosecutor. Hey, Ro- Diala, where, where were you? Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> I like my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that guy was a giant dickhead. And even afterwards, he was, after the whole thing, and he was like, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so like, the, like, didn't all three of them get sentenced to uh, Siberia? Yep. To, uh, ten or more years hard labor. Okay, so the guy who was the second head, he ended up going back to work in the same field. For I mean. Yeah, for, yeah for, I mean, I, I have a hard time remembering the names now. It's been so long. Yeah, I don't It's, it's been a whole month, I mean. Uh, since I watched the series, but yeah, he went back to work. At, he's because I can't remember what happened to the other guy because they don't really say. Uh, Dyatlov died. Well, no, him. I yeah, no, he died uh, in like ninety four, ninety five of you know complications of you know radiation. But the other dude, the other like the guy that talks like this, and, uh, probably emphysema. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, he sounded like he already had it. <laughs> and then of course, uh, all the miners that died. That was really interesting because the reason, uh, according to the podcast, uh, the main reason they were trying to keep this so hush and why they were trying to really push the power of nuclear energy was because uh, of the coal miners. It was because the coal miners provided all, all, nearly all of the energy for the Soviet Union, so therefore they had they had power. Yeah. If they didn't want to work, they Russia wasn't power. Or Soviet Union wasn't powered. So they were trying to push nuclear energy so we can they could put coal miners out of business well, or out of power. The megawatt to fuel input ratio of nuclear is way oh, yeah. better than yeah. coal burned, coal coal fired. And even these days it's it's one of the cleanest sources of energy we have. Provided that nothing goes wrong and provided that the spent fuel is properly disposed of, which there is yeah. no currently in-use proper disposal chamber. We, there is one that is built, but because of backyard legislation, we don't use it. It's ours. We have it. That's us. Yeah. Good job, us. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's the mountain, right? Yucca Mountain. Yucca Mountain. Good name for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Finns are building another one. That's good. Which will likely Finland get used. Finland knows how to do things. Oh, yes. They, <laughs> that they do. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they do things, and they mostly, from as far as I've seen, they do things right. Well, I just assumed you were talking about the Soviet-Fin <laughs> war. No, I'm... Because... <laughs> I'm just talking in general. Finland, little old fucking Finland, held off the entire Soviet Union until they reached a standstill. And I was either thinking, I'm either thinking of Sweden or Finland. I'm thinking, I might be thinking of Sweden. They know how to do things. Ikea, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Scandinavia. Vikings. Let's just let's just broaden it. It's just Scandinavia. So all three of them. Yeah, all of them. Is I mean, that, I'm, that doesn't. Yeah. Scandinavia I had I had an interesting talk today while I was at Bob Roman Subaru. What? Uh, yeah. I 
I was there uh, for reasons that I'll get into in a little bit, maybe. Are you buying another Ascent? He's no, I was trying to get ascent. rid of my Ascent. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so live on the show, how did that go? Just there? Uh-huh. So we talked. We talked, uh, we talked. Uh, I think, uh, yesterday. Yeah. I was there for like two hours waiting. waiting just to be talked to and uh they're like because the reason i was going there is because i am paying way too much for this thing Mm -hmm. and i mean i can afford it i can afford all the payments i I don't get behind on anything nothing (laughs) it's just i looked at my check i made x when i could have made y and why yeah Yeah, i say you did that backwards you made y whatever (laughs) words letters letters (laughs) <laughs> reasons so I, I i could have made this but i'm making this instead i feel like i could do a lot more with my money so i was like okay i'm turning this in way early so i'm gonna i'm gonna incur some debt there there i'm gonna it's gonna have some negative equity so i'm like whatever it's it's I, there's no way it's gonna be so much that i'm not at least saving a little bit of money turns out because of that negative equity, I only was only going to save seventy dollars. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, oh, "Fuck it, that 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 number is eventually going to go down, or that number is eventually going to go up." How much I'm saving because I'm going to pay off that negative equity throughout making payments, and uh, also better gas mileage. I was going to just get another cross check. Mm-hmm. So I'm come. They're like, "Okay, well, we'll do this tomorrow. We'll we'll get you. We'll get you all turned in and all that." Get you into a cross track tomorrow. Today is tomorrow. So <laughs> I go there after my dentist appointment, which I got three fillings today, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Powering through a podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, I'm still feeling a little bit of the numbness because they numbed me in three different spots. Okay. You know what I was going to say, but I, I thought it was just the beer. Huh? A little bit of the, I could kind of tell. Oh, yeah. Like with your speech. And I thought, well, maybe he's already had a beer before we started. Nope. No. This is my first one. Oh. First one in a couple of days. Uh, no, I, so I did that, and then I went straight over to Roarman to get get all that squared away. Waited for another two hours. Of course you did. Yes. Only for them to say, hey, in order for to make this happen, we need you to pay 1000 down. I was like, eh, what? They're like, well... You, your credit score has dramatically decreased, which it has, and I, that's why I got the ascent when I did because I knew my credit score was going to decline hardcore because mm-hmm. of this debt relief program I'm in. So they're like, the bank said they want 3000 We, Bob Rorman, agree to eat 2000 of that and pay it ourselves. You have to pay 1000 upon signing. And I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> There's not anybody you can borrow from. I'm like, nope. I'm not gonna borrow. And if I did, I, if if I did have somebody to borrow from, I'm not gonna borrow from. Just not gonna do it. So I guess I'm just gonna keep the ascent. My <laughs> my lease is up. I mean, for people wondering why we lease, we have a special lease program through our work. Yeah. So it's so so it's a little bit different than just leasing it outright. We we you know we get some perks with that. Yeah. But my lease is up in October. And I need to go in next week, probably wait two hours, to figure out my options. What is this going to be? Because they tell you that, you know, you 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 pay on your payment for three years. If you choose to buy it, which they heavily discourage because they want to get you in another new one. Because for them, that counts as a sale. 
It's all logistics. It's all oh, bureaucracy. Yeah. How did we get on the subject? We I, just I, launched into it. I feel like we that I was going somewhere with that. Maybe, but be, but before we leave it, <laughs> um, I, I I don't mind keeping my car. I actually kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, this is this was the first cross cross track that we've had. I love cross track. I love the cross track. Um, you know, at first I had an Impreza, which is like a cross track on like without stilts. I love the cross track. I was gonna get. <laughs> well. <laughs> um. Between two of my cars, because we have two of them, we have two cross tracks. That equals one of his. Um, that's the ascent. It's, I mean, he got a nice ascent. It, I mean, on top of it being like the most expensive car we have, it's even more expensive because of all the customizations that were done to it. Yeah. Which it was the only it was the only car on the lot. It was the only ascent on the lot that met my specs. It just happened to have a bunch of extra shit to it too. Yeah. So I don't mind keeping mine. I just got to figure out if we can get the payment close to what I'm already paying. So that way it's affordable. And then I think they said that, like, you know, you pay so much and then they just put that much towards the down payment. Like, so that way I wouldn't have to hopefully put any more down on it. If I do, I'm just going to get another lease. I'm, yeah. And I'm going to wait. I'm going to time it and wait like I did last time to where I have no, like, multiple payments per check because part of what we have to do, uh, our work will pay the taxes to, so that way we don't. But we still need to pay that. So if this, your payment plan is for X amount of weeks. And so on the last one, I timed it like I turned it in like within the day or so that it was up and got to another one. The issue with that is that my wife got there before me, told to do what she wanted. And he hooked her up with a badass top the line cross track that I didn't know how much it was until we started doing paperwork. And we'd already been there for three hours. Oh, my. The only reason I agreed to it was because I didn't want to go through this. And this was we, we were near the end. We were reaching that final hour that this had to be done. And we'd already spent so much time. We took it on a, on a, on a, on a test drive. He about gave my wife a heart attack. She about punched him in the face. Because it has that uh, the eyesight where it auto auto corrects the wheel. Ah, you I know? turned that off. Right, where she does too. <laughs> but like he wanted to show her that, so obviously he reached over to grab the wheel. Oh, we on her. <laughs> what in idiot. traffic? And you she... remember this guy's name? No. I remember how we got on the subject. By the way. Well, good. All right. Carry on. <laughs> this guy was really into guitars. Okay. We talked. He called me within a week or two. He goes, "Hey, hey, man, how you liking that cross that cross track?" I'm like, "Yeah, we like it. It's all right." He goes, and then and then he's like, "So I bought a new guitar." Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like, um, you know, he finds out that we like similar music, rock music, whatever, and he's he's asking me about this and that. He's into guitar players. He's into like you know even some heavier metal stuff because he likes the guitar players and whatnot. And, um, he's buying like all these different guitars and I'm just like, what Pandora's box did I just <laughs> open that this guy suddenly is my best friend, Yeah, you know? And I'm just like, I, I would, you know, we both talk, me and my wife, we would love to turn that cross track in and get something cheaper, but probably similar situation. We'll just eat it. If I can keep this car and will, and will not cost me a dime more, I'm going to do it. 
but also if I get another new one, it cannot cost me any more than what I'm paying now. See, when I traded my cross truck, my last cross truck in, uh, I actually got paid back. Did you really? Yeah, I got paid like four fifty. Okay, because he actually told me that my cross truck is in high demand, like last year, because last year was was when we got hers, and he was like, "Yeah, I bet you I can hook you up." Like we're like we love to have that back. Oh yeah. And so, I don't want to give it back to. I love the color. It has a name. <laughs> I named my cars. It's on my Bluetooth. I, I used to name my cars. Okay, so uh, the Impreza was the Normandy SR1. <laughs> so when I got the Crosstrek, which is a slightly bigger Impreza, this is the Normandy SR2. Did you name your first car? Your I, very first car? My very first car, the Corsica? No, I did not. Okay. How about you? You name? You ever name your cars? Nope. He my, named my current one Tonka, which I accept. Tonka, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was pulling up. Of course, I was running a little bit late today, and I see the big yellow truck. I'm like, well, Tonka's here. That's good. The fucking, All right. The fucking play school. <laughs> hey, man, that thing looks like it. Could, Tonka could take a beating, and it looks like that truck ha- yeah, already has for and, sure. and can take some more. Uh, so I my first car was a 95 Grand Prix. Okay. Green. Dark green. I had a dark green car, but carry on. Uh, can you guess the name? No. No guess? The Green Supremacist. Ah! <laughs> okay. I, I stole it from my uh, my friend Taya. She named her first car, which was a white car, the, ah! white, the white Supremacist. <laughs> All right. She's not racist whatsoever or anything like that. It's just funny. All right. So, like, <laughs> we're edgy. <laughs> my, my first car was a 94 Corsica. Okay. Held together by a couple, like, bolts and some super glue. Hell yeah. In fact, I had the brights on one night and went to go turn them off, and then the, and the light switch broke, and I couldn't turn the, the brights o- off. The only thing – okay, so the only ghetto-ass things about my car was uh, I didn't have a passenger side window. <laughs> the only not ghetto win- Not window, not window. Mirror, mirror. Sorry. Oh, mirror, okay. That's a lot wow. better. Yeah, there that's a go. lot better. Yeah. I didn't have that. <laughs> Holy shit. And my, uh, my, heater, my heater knob and – like temperature knob and like the the mode knob uh no no knob just like the bare like little tiny sliver of metal so i had a pair of pliers hell yeah (laughs) so my lights are in my locker at work my light switch would fall off so like i'd I'd turn them on or turn them off and it'd fall off sometimes but then so when i had my brights on one day coming home from seeing my now wife it was, like, it was like middle of the night, Saturday night, and there's a car coming, so courteous, right? Click. Yeah. Oh, no. The indicator switch came off? No, not no, no, no. When I went to go pull my brights. Right. Yeah, it, the whole thing, the yeah. stick. And then I, I tried to click what was left, and it wouldn't do anything. <laughs> Jesus. So this guy's like, so you're just in bright. Per- you're just in perpetual asshole mode. <laughs> And of course, I'm too nice of a guy, which I'm like, uh, 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 what do I off. Well, I, 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 I'm like, I don't know what to do. So instead of turning my hazard lights on, which would, would, would be the, the real like smart thing to do, I just started turning my turn signals on one at a time Jesus. really fast. <laughs> so then they probably thought I was an it. even bigger asshole. Oh my God, this guy is fucking high. Oh man. <laughs> And like show. So I I had that car and then I had the green car was a 96 Ford probe. When I, which I turned in 
uh, to get uh, the Impreza, right? And I was the talk of Bob Rorman that day. Because the uh, the guy that worked there, I can't remember his name, Tim Archer. Do you remember Tim? Good big dude. He did the financial stuff there. He loved four probes. <laughs> he would go to four probe car shows. That's a thing. There's a whole fan base for Ford Probe, and he's been to them. And the thing is, the Ford Probe mine, it needed work. It had some problems. But cosmetically, mostly, it was okay. The rear bumper had been replaced, and it, the paint was not no longer a perfect match. But this is one of those cars that had those lights that would, you know, come up from underneath. And a, a lot of those mechanisms fail over time. So, so then you just stick it in place. This one still worked. Buddy, he was excited. <laughs> and I don't know if he bought it, but he said he was thinking about it. And I, and I hope he did. I, I really hope he did because they, did, they, did, they definitely hooked me up. And I'm hoping they can again. I always get so nervous when I go in there because they're salesmen. Of course. Yeah. They're yeah. salesmen. And they, and they act and they, and, and they talk a certain way. And I'm not saying I got swindled last time. I'm just saying that they negotiated started before I got there. And I was unaware of what part of the negotiation was. I'm not saying he took advantage of my wife, but I think he took advantage of my wife. Of her ignorance. And next time, I will be there and I will dictate what and what we're going to get and how I want. <laughs> Because I that we are paying more for that car than what I want. It is a nice car. It is a flashy car. It is decked out. We love it. We were going to keep it, and then we're having another kid, and she's going to go back to a bigger car. So, waste of time. <laughs> you going to get an assault? No. <laughs> no. Fuck he's got no. one for sale. I do not, no. Uh, we're going to go back to the Forester. Okay. Yeah. Forester, the, the, I like the new Foresters. I haven't seen the brand new ones. The sport, uh, the sports, nice. We liked the one that we had. Uh, she was looking to downsize, a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when we looked into to the because she liked my car, and we looked at the cross tracks and how we got into the problem that we're in. But it's not as it's not as massive as a problem that that, that he has when he has one car that equals two of mine. <laughs> at least we have two vehicles. Yeah, I'm not trying to throw while, you. While up. we're on the subject of cars, uh, do you remember the first time you were pulled over? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell me about it. Okay, so let's, let's do these stories. All right, so I was driving oh, back. Oh God. I was driving back from. Mine's really dumb. <laughs> mine is too. Oh sweet. Okay, I mean dumb, not You're on my like part. Mine. No, it was dumb on my part. Okay, no, mine's not dumb on my mine part. Mine was just ignorance. My, mine is dumb and ignorance on the officer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. So I'm coming home from Indiana from seeing my girlfriend, now my wife. Same story, almost as the, but different car. I was in the, I don't know, maybe I wasn't, but it wasn't the same night as the, as the bright, as the bright light situation. Okay, so we're, I'm on my way home, and I'm getting through Hoopston, where I went to high school, and some of, some, you know, some of the old stopping grounds. Where I lived was a town 12 miles past that. So Hoopston was like near the finish line for me you know i mean this was an hour and a half drive just to come over each and every saturday to see my girlfriend 
and then come back home, and which I would actually gain time back because you yeah. cross the state line and you're an hour behind now. It wouldn't be that. It wasn't that bad. It was kind of cool because I would just go home and I'd go home and chill out for a little bit, go to bed, and then chill out for Sunday, right? So I'll, I'm heading through Hoopston, and it's one of those things. Let's see if I can do this. We're still talking on the mic. There we go. That way I can. I'm sitting on the cord. So it's one of these things where I'm traveling this way. As I hit the mic, damn it. And he's going this way. You know, we're on opposite sides of the road, and I see him. I look at him. Of course, when you see a cop, what do you do? You're, you're eyeing that son of a bitch. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, there like, are times when, like, I'll, we'll, I'll be driving, Miranda's talking, and I'll be like, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Just Yeah. You are side-eyeing that dude. Yep. He may not even be looking at you, but you're like, what are you doing? You might not even be doing anything wrong. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you're still on edge. So I looked at him and I saw my rearview mirror and he swung that car around so fast. I wasn't speeding. I looked down and I'm like, okay. He pulls me over. Keep my composure. I'm tired. I have I don't really drink other than on a rare occasion. This show. Usually when I come over, I have a beer. But like, I don't drink. So I'm like, <sighs> And he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, not a clue. Because you're a dick. Because <laughs> you're a dick. And oh, he said wrong my answer, license pal. plate light was out. Oh, that's... Did that. you know that? And I said, no, sir, I did not. Can I see your license and your, your, your license registration proof of insurance? So I give him my license. I find my registration. And I give him proof of insurance. And he goes, this doesn't have an, an expiration date on it. Okay. Well, I was still living with my parents at the time. So my dad, whenever we would get this stuff in, he would show me and says, put this in your glove box. Yeah. You know? And I did. I gave him exactly the papers. So I, now he, I'm digging to that glove box and I'm sweating. And I'm looking and I find another one. I give it to him. He goes, this is expired. So then he goes, I'm sitting there sweating. I'm like, what the heck? Did, did, did my dad give me the wrong paper? What's going on? I did exactly what my dad told me to do. Of course, I'm like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Cop comes back. Because, well, I'm going to let you off with a warning. Make sure you get this light fixed. And uh, make sure you get the right papers for your insurance. I have You have you have enough documentation to make me believe you have insurance? I granted, what? You can just look up the damn no policy kidding. number, right? So, anyway... I get home and I tell my dad, because my dad, he was usually up anyway. My dad, like, never sleeps. And um, I said I got pulled over, and he said that this paper wasn't, like, I brought all the stuff in. He goes, and he's looking at it. He goes, which one did you give him? And I said, he, he, he goes, because this one's old. You should have threw it away. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, I, think, I, I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. You know, obviously I didn't. And I'm like, I gave him this one first because it looked a little different. He goes, expiration date's right here. <laughs> he goes, who was this asshole? And I, I, I said his name. And he goes, that son of a bitch. I know his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that always the case? <laughs> and so that was the first time. The only other time I've been pulled over, coming back from band practice when I was with Draxis and the, when we restarted up. It was me and my wife going through Attica. Dude, dude pulls up. And he's like, 
Hey, like, like, he, he goes, how you doing? Can I see your license registration? Oh, okay. He goes, heading home? Where you come from? I said, I have band practice in Illinois. He looks, he goes, he goes is, is that your guitar in the back? Yeah. He goes, I play guitar in a band myself. Like, 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 what kind of music you play? And I said, rock. He goes, awesome. He goes, well, I pulled you over. You have a, you have a license plate light out. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> he goes, he goes, were you aware? I said, no, sir. I'm like, I don't make it a habit of doing an 18 point expansion on my damn car. He goes, I feel you. Because I, because I'll be right back. He goes, just get that taken care of. So I got home. We were on second shift. Went right to Walmart, got that light, installed it immediately. Nice. That is the dumbest reason to ever be pulled over. I got one. I got one for that. Let's hear you, John. First time I was ever pulled over. All right. You guys know where Granville is? No. Granville? All right. You know where Fort Wyotnon is? Yes. Yes. All right. So if you keep taking that road to the west, eventually you'll come upon, uh, there's a T in the road, and it goes right to a bridge over the Wabash. And then just beyond that bridge is an access point where you can put a boat in the water. And then... Off that access point is a trail that is completely illegal. And that trail goes down the river for a ways. And uh, there's a nature preserve there. It is unmarked. Did not know it was a nature preserve. I have a girl in the truck, and we are in four-wheel drive off the road back on that trail. And it's night. And there is both liquor and beer in the cab. And... uh, Coming back up towards the access point to get back on the road, go back to campus. And uh, I'm underage, by the way. Uh, both of us are. Um, Naturally. See headlights on the trail back to the access point, the, the actual, like the driveway. And so, erring on the side of caution, I turned my lights off. Blue and red lights turn on. <laughs> ah, shit. So, turn my lights back on, make my way over the, the dirt back to uh back to the gravel and it's a conservation officer and uh license registration etc uh he asked if i know it's a nature preserve i said no and he asked if i had permission to off-road there already knowing the answer which is obviously no uh and uh goes away to do his make sure that the license is correct and all that comes back and uh he wants to know if there's any alcohol in the car and I'm still in the army at this point in time, so I'm quite used to dealing with uh, officers, you know, authority figures. And thank fuck for that, because I just straight faced, right eye contact and everything. No sir. And he, all right, uh, fucking, I'm gonna give you a uh, off-roading without permission, which is a uh, infraction, um, but it should be a trespassing felony. I'm like, ah, shit. And he asks, I see you're from Rossville. Do you know uh, Mr. Gick? And I was like, the PE teacher? And he goes, yeah, it's a brother-in-law. And I was like, well, shit, that is not the only time that knowing people from Rossville has gotten me out of deep shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Fucking, he he came back. We shot the shit for an uncomfortably long amount of time because I'm like, I want to leave before you notice the Sam's Adams sticking up from behind the console. (laughs) And uh, fucking... Made it out of there clean. Oh, my God. That was terrifying. That was the first time I was pulled over. Off-roading without permission and trespassing with alcohol in the car underage at night in a nature preserve. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, winner. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my first time. Mm-hmm. All right. I got my license my senior year. I was seven, Jesus. I was seventeen. It took me a while. I did. I had no reason to drive. I, I, I Delphi. I could walk everywhere. The only reason I got my license was because my mom was tired of driving me back from her house every other week. Thought you had no reason to drive. So I, I, well, I, she, my dad would take me there and she would drive me back. And she was like, he didn't have a reason to drive because they would drive it. And it, yeah, she absolutely. Just got tired of it. So then he, she's like, her. I'm not going to drive. I'm, I'm not going to drive you anymore. And until you get your life, until you get your <laughs> permit. I'm like, fuck. Okay. So I knapsack up on a stick. So my dad, <laughs> I, I get my permit. <laughs> I'm running away. My dad buys me a car. Buys Jesus. Me, buys me the grand supremacist or the green supremacist. The grand, the grand supremacist. <laughs> Are you in the fucking KKK? Is there no. something we need to know? <laughs> he buys me the green supremacist. Um, it sits in the driveway for the longest time because it, one, it, it's not plated. <laughs> he, he didn't plate it until I think three months after I got my license. So uh, all summer it sat there. And then I finally get my license in September. Uh, then he finally gets it plated. Well, in the meantime, before he got it plated, I was driving his car, which was another was a white Grand Prix, not the white supremacist. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a 2003 Grand Prix, and uh, it had automatic lights. So the, when it's nighttime, the headlights turn on. The Can't 95 Grand Prix did not have automatic lights, and I did not know this. So the very first time I drove it, I drove it to my work at Monocle's Pizza. I closed that night. I get out. I'd never driven it in the dark before. This is my first time driving it. So I, I start to pull out, and there's a cop sitting. Okay, so you know you know Delphi. Yeah. You know where Monocle's is? Yeah. Right down the hill. From the, uh, so right across the street is, like, this big old storage, like, garage place. Yeah. And the cops usually like to sit there and speed trap that shit. So there's a cop sitting there, and I'm just – I'm sitting at the edge of the road waiting to pull out and I see this cop sitting there just blinking his headlights and I'm like is he just like letting me know he's there like <laughs> warning a- cop I was it's like me. that's <laughs> that's <laughs> awful polite of a cop to do like that's I've never uh, okay he was so, like turn your lights on yeah basically he was he was giving me the heads Jesus. up like so I'm like but I could see just fine I can see just fine. Well, sometimes if, you know, you have the street lights and then uh, mm-hmm. even the moon, if that's yeah. bright enough. like So the crazy thing I've was, done that. I knew I had to flip a knob. They had a little oh, knob. Oh, Jesus. You didn't even know which one to do. I knew I had to flip a knob. So I flipped it once. And that was just my little <laughs> parking light. <laughs> so yeah, he thinks you're just lights. this asshole. So fine. I, but I thought, so I thought those were my lights. Uh, not, not, not specifically those two lights, but I thought flipping it once mm-hmm. would be my headlights because I could see just fine. And I thought I had them on. And I thought the next level was the brights. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not turning those on. Obviously, I'm in town. <laughs> this dude's like blinking. He's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's how my ascent it. would be. Um, but no, so I'm like, okay, so I drive off. Start going up the hill towards the school. Jesus. Next thing I know, I got berries and cherries in oh, fucking, my fucking rear view mirror. I'm like, what? What did I do? <laughs> and I, I was so, <laughs> I guess, or maybe I hadn't, it wasn't plated yet. Maybe I just drove it. Cause so 
he he talked to me. He's like, hey, the reason I'm pulling you over is because your lights you didn't have your lights on. Uh, I tried to tell you, but I was like, yeah, I, I was wondering why you're blinking your headlights at me. And so he he let me off with a warning. Like a week later, I, I I did not tell my dad, despite it only being a warning and it being a minor thing. Whatever. Was it a written warning? Yeah, it was just a written or no, it wasn't a written warning. It was verbal. verbal. It was verbal warning. Uh, I, I did. I what for whatever reason I just didn't tell my dad. I'm like I, he doesn't need to know about this. Next thing, my next week or two, my dad's like, "So did you get pulled over last week?" I'm like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> How did you know?" He's like, "Well, the uh, the officer, my my insurance agent, the green supremacist used to be his car. It was like a family car that got passed around the siblings and all that. And <laughs> so uh, he recognized the car. No, no." He ran the plates, and it came up in Kyle's name. The guy's name is Kyle Groniger. Uh, he's my insurance agent as well. So they were at a party together, and he's like, "Hey, uh, caught your son, caught your son without his headlights on." He's like, "I don't have a son." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, it's your old green, your old uh, green uh, Grand Prix." He's like, "Oh." <laughs> then he so Kyle tells my dad and so forth. Small town, yeah, right there. small oh, town shit, yeah. So, yeah, that's the first time I got pulled over. Uh, I've been pulled over way more than twice. Uh, only one, I only have one speeding ticket, though, and it was 70, 76 and a 55. Oh, and I had just got done passing a semi, so it's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just – I was starting to come down from that. Well, like – and some of the semis are going so fast within 55 parameters, like – it's one of those things where, like, you start to go to pass, and then you realize, I got to go a lot faster. Yeah. Because the semi is going, like, 65. So then you go, every around and you go, like, a, like up to 70, 75, but then you can start slowing down yourself. I've actually got to the point where I get in front of him and then slow down, and, and then he passes me. <laughs> Just because of where we're at and how I started yeah. off, like, when I turned on. But they never get pulled over. It's always us. So speaking on the subject of brights, Whenever I'm taking the kids to Rossville in the morning or I'm driving at night or anything like that, I, I, I don't drive with my – I don't use my brights anymore. Not to mention the eyesight kicks the brights off if somebody's coming. So I just get tired of it going – Yeah. Just, just on, off, on, off. Um, but, like, I'll just be driving and somebody will be like, blink. I'll be like, my brights aren't on. <laughs> and then next thing I know, they're just like – Fuck you. Boom. And I'm just like, all right, pal. <laughs> Mine are a lot brighter. Cause I got I got those LEDs. Yeah, what's funny is I remember a buddy of mine, he used to, you know, back in school, he worked in the uh, working with like the work program where like you'd go to school, have a day, go to work. Yeah. And he worked at McDonald's. You know what ours was called? Yeah. Huh? Ice. Ice. Ours was D-O. D-O? D-O. Just D. Period. Oh, oh period. Damn. Not yeah, not no, not Ronnie James. No, ours was Ice, which I think is hilarious with the whole uh, <laughs> with the whole Trump thing. Current in, uh, in immigration. <laughs> okay, so no, he was coming home because he had to close right, and he's tired and you know, been working all day, and then he's one of those things where he's like, he's driving his car. He's almost back home, and there's a semi coming. He's like, son of a bitch, goddamn, flashes him, and the semi waited until he was like right here and. <laughs> he's like, ah! He said he about drove off the road. <laughs> he like whipped it. And- no, I don't fuck around with that. If you're gonna bright me, and I know my brights aren't on, you're gonna get some brights. You're gonna show. You're gonna. You're gonna know the meaning of brights. 
it is hilarious because like what people will do to communicate because i'll be driving along and instead of doing it bright they'll turn their lights off they'll flash them off like copper that way <laughs> like things pale i need to look up like the universal signals and what they mean because like there's some for like oh there's deer speaking of, of signals have you ever seen a guy in a car do the motorcycle wave <laughs> the have little you, wave that they all do to each other it's like sign of have you ride. seen a miata wave no so miatas they have those flipper headlights too okay and you they just they do that <laughs> they'll wave with their headlights <laughs> i just love like the bikers have like hmm, we're both bikers <laughs> it's like well there's the subi wave there's the fucking what's G- the subi wave i don't know i know there is one because uh, I probably have got it. And there's I have no there's idea what one for doing. Jeeps. It's like bordering on gang signs. There, there's Jeeps, motorcycles, and Subarus. And apparently Miatas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look that up. I'll look up the What's Miata the Subaru? Well, yeah, well, yeah, I want to know what the Subaru one is because like, there's a lot of Subarus in the area. You know? Oh, yeah. It, there's. Like, I don't have that much of a pride for driving a Subaru. I like my car. I think it's cool. And I really enjoy it during the... Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna pop this over here and uh, YouTube that shit. Yeah, screen capture that shit. Where is it? I don't know. There, oh, it, there is. it goes. It took a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see it. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What's up, dog? I'll just leave that there for a minute. That's like them. That's like them doing. It's like the car version of like raising your eyebrows up and down. Me out alive. Yeah. Um, while we're so uh, moving on, I I, found, I ran ran across a college humor video, which is probably gonna get kicked off our stream. Um, but I just thought I I didn't fully watch it. I just had to like fucking. I, I wanted to save it for this episode. Okay. Uh. But yeah, it's the Game of Thrones finale re- rewritten with an AI. Oh, so the, like so the AI did it? Hell yeah. yes. So we're gonna go ahead and watch this. Pow. Her Winterfell's best friend, Sansa, sits alone on top of her prized Valyrian eggs. John Watson carrying Sam in a pouch. Met the mortal of the war, Sam, with Marley. Sansa gets closer to him and then takes out a large. You've never killed me before. Uh, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the other one. I love the AI, you know. You drop them all. Oh, hey, Mark no, Hamill. No, hey. Mark Hamill. Did you see that Mark Hamill wants to play Vesemir in uh, The Witcher Netflix? Interesting. Really? Yeah, he has no idea what Vesemir is or The Witcher in general, but <laughs> I think he's a fantastic fit. I think he's a fantastic voice actor, so. Did uh, you did you hear that he thoroughly, re- like, regrets, like, his criticism of The Last Jedi? Oh, Yeah. Right when the last Jedi came out, he he still hadn't quite like accepted it, and then he, he basically for him he's like, like it took me some time to really like well because he was seeing he was seeing and reading his parts, and like he he didn't see everything put together and he saw it and went I was wrong. So then he came out and he's like, I put my foot in my mouth <laughs> because everyone's like see he hates it too and now he's just pretending yeah. he doesn't hate it. Yeah. Because they told him to shut up. And that that was a big part of all the Star Wars hate. Like they're like, "Oh, Mark Hamill hates it. We ha- we can hate." So that justifies our hate. Right. Well, really, he just felt like that's not what he envisioned for the character. And then that's a lot of what what they did too. He goes, "But like, he's like when you start putting it together, it's like we can't have a jet a Jedi teaching younger Jedi because we've already seen that. We yeah. can't, you know, we 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 so we like so then you start putting yourself into new ideas you've never seen a Jedi 
quit and walk away on film before. What about a Benjamin Button Jedi teaching an older Padawan? <laughs> you have like a youngling teaching teaching an old man. Oh. Hey man, that could be the secret. Did you hear about like uh, they've actually have different names for the ninth movie of of Star Wars in um, in, in Japan and then I can't remember what country in Europe, but in Japan it's called Dawn of Skywalker. Hmm. And in it's the, the European country it's called Skywalker Resurrection. Like, Fucking Anakin forever. So then people are like, <laughs> what does this mean? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> a mystery. This is. Man, we're, we're half a year away from that. I know. <laughs> Things are. You know, did you see that end game just past the original Avatar run? Uh, oh, okay. Because I'm Avatar like... got re-released. No, no, not the final one. Avatar got no, re-released. No, we're 38 and... mil away from that. Yeah. But like uh, Avatar made another thirty-eight, whatever, when it was got and it got re-released. And next, this weekend is when the re-release is, and it's not. I, I don't see it coming to our theaters yet. So, oh, I think it's like primarily AMC. But that's uh, a bummer. I was gonna try to take my steps on. I was thinking about going again, just because I wanted to beat Avatar. Yeah, but I, I did get my IMAX tickets for Spider-Man next week. So, ooh, that IMAX Wednesday. There's- there's an IMAX here in town now, right? Yep, that's when I got it at, at noon on Wednesday. I'll be going and checking that out. Okay, you're officially an old person going to a movie on noon. I would rather do that now because one, there's less people in there. That's true. That is true. Um, and two, and two, there's just like I could go in the evening, but like I go for a two-hour movie. It's only two o'clock in the afternoon. I got so much more time to go and do stuff. It'd be fun. Because I, that is the third. What you know, Stranger Things comes out on the fourth, on the fourth. Yep. So probably at midnight, which I'll be asleep. I'm not gonna stay up that late. I am old. I don't. <laughs> I don't stay up late anymore. I, I like. I can't. I physically can't. My. I I think about all the stuff I could be doing. Like I could play games. I could watch a movie. Oh yeah, I know the feeling. Like I was gonna. I actually started. Uh, I watched the movie and started the FF15. You have to watch the movie first. There's a whole game addicts. That's a trope of watch the movie first because quite literally, I mean, like the 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 way they start FF15, it's like we're four boys pushing their car down the road with Stand by Me playing. It's like my king just sent away. I gotta go meet my bride, and then while the other winner fell, like while we're gone, like uh, an empire comes in and it like kills my dad, like overthrows the country, and it's like. The Empire, Niflheim. <laughs> hmm. And then, and then, and then, like the whole the whole time, it's like you're supposed to be wondering what's going on, and you're, and you're actually supposed to not have a whole lot, whole lot of information. But I want to know who the damn Empire was. Who is the Empire? Why do they exist, and why do they want this place? And the movie tells you in the first thirty seconds. Oh, it's so stupid. I was like ripping my hair out. But but I want to give this game its fair chance because I heard it's actually a pretty good game. And it like and it's complete, you know, because I played ten hours of it and still didn't know who the enemy of the game was. <laughs> but the movie, you know, I didn't start it with the movie, so I, I did it again. So I'm I'm sitting there watching the movie, you know. I I'm a badass. I started at nine p.m. You know, I'm gonna stay up late. It's Saturday. Oh yeah. Did you get your parents' permission? No. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm a rebel. <laughs> My wife's going to bed early, so I'll be by myself. Oh man. I can watch whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want. (laughs) 
She's like, I'm in, in, in I'm like an hour in the movie now. It's like ten o'clock. She goes to bed. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then I wake up and it's like ten thirty. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I guess I'll go to bed now. <laughs> so I got up, went to bed. She was still awake. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to bed. I fell asleep. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't. I was sitting there in the chair, you know, and like, and I was all comfy. And I'm like, I'm actually enjoying the movie, you know, because even though like, like the movie's awesome. It's got it's uh, a brain fart now. Uh, Ned Stark, Sean Bean, Sean Bean, Sean Bean, Sean Bean, Sean Bean plays uh, plays the king, but only in the movie, not the game. What movie? FF15 uh, Kingslave that okay. is basically like the story before the game okay you know like it shows like the king getting killed and betrayed and they the empire crushing the city uh, which you will hear about when you play the game because the game starts with the prince getting sent away with his buddies his guard you know yeah. you guys are going to go out and you guys are, you know, he's betrothed to another princess and it's weird because there's like all this monarchy shit, but it's all modern. It's got like I like Audi cars and like it's it's it's, yeah. really, it's, it's, it's different. It's like it's like a weird uh, combination of technology and still old style. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, like the movie also has Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. He plays the main character in the movie, um, which you can just almost sometimes you can't tell it's him, and other times like, hey. <laughs> We got to get to the king, bitch. Like, <laughs> and then Lena Haiti, she plays the princess who is like a teenager. <laughs> but like, oh, they got all these badass big name actors uh, for the movie, but none of them are in the game. Like, uh, speaking of movies, pre-stories to games, The Witcher. Um, I'm really, really excited for The Witcher Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a release date on that yet? Yeah, it's in late December late like, December it'll be around our, our Christmas shutdown I really really hope that they do they do it justice because it's a fantastic story I don't know if either of you read the books I haven't read Mike's the one that's read the books I don't know okay uh, <laughs> I don't think he's even read the books he said he did and it's good enough for me because it lets me talk about him um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man you guys haven't read it there's not much to talk about without just good. monologuing for a while so yeah. next topic uh, what time is it? It is twelve till eight. Jesus, I've got it. So, dropping a shitload of money that I've been saving for a while now to fix vehicles. Got to get Shannon's. Shannon needs four new tires, and uh, tire pressure sensors in one of the wheels. And uh, the Chevy needs a new starter. And then the Ford. I'm about to drop two thousand dollars on the Ford, getting uh, the rear suspension fixed. The new tires, the 33s mounted, and uh, new IDM uh, injector driver module. So it comes with a 100 volt stock, but there's up to 120 volt if you go forward in years that are just interchangeable with it. And it, it higher voltage, higher frequency uh, responds better and puts more 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 diesel in the chambers, more power on the wheels. Um, it's going to be faster. It's going to be bigger. I'm really excited. But the result is I have to pick Shannon up on the far side of the West Side Mire in 12 minutes. All right. Yeah. Are we ready to call this then? Yeah. All right. I, th- I feel like it's been a good one. It's been a good one. We didn't talk about cooking, but nope. there's always next time. We cooked. It was good. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, the only problem I had with my burgers was I over-seasoned. Over-seasoned? Over-seasoned and overcooked. 
just just a slight slight over seasoning, not much. So, yeah, I made burgers, and that's I gathered. He he he, he was like, "Let's talk about that." <laughs> we didn't talk about it, but here we are. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining. Uh, Brandon, quick quick plug. Yeah, um, yeah, thank you once again for having me on. I'll be on here again soon as we approach 100. And, uh, yeah, you guys can check my podcast out at GameAddictsPodcast.com as well as uh, podcast services around the globe, including Apple Podcasts. Spotify is a big one for us now, including our hosts at Podbean. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio now. We're on Stitcher. Very we're nice. We're on TuneIn. We're on Google Podcasts. And, and of course, we're on uh, on YouTube as well. Look up, again, GameAddicts Podcast. We pop up. We're That's basically your one-stop shop for our video, audio we have uh, gaming stuff. We do live reactions to stuff when we can. So, like some of the E3 press conferences, we actually watch that live. Tyler was a part of that uh, from here on Podcastrophy. We actually did a, a two-part E3 review, and he's on part one. So, give that a good listen. Um, and then we're also live streaming. We live stream every every single Wednesday that we do a show. We're not doing a show this week. We're taking a week off. But we're over there on Twitch.tv slash Play. And and and, uh, and on our uh, social medias, we're Game Addicts Play on Facebook, Twitch, or no Twitch. I'm sorry, Twitter, and then Instagram as well. I'm trying to be more active. I'm trying to post stuff. I'm trying to be interact. I, I was interactive during E3, and then I kind of like you kind of sl- slam back a little bit. But I'm trying to. It's kind of difficult. It's like what what do I say besides plugging? <laughs> well, because you want to come off as more like. I'm just I'm trying to engage more than I am trying to sell my stuff, but I'm trying to sell my stuff. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I look forward to being back here for 100. I look I look forward to you always being here. Oh, I always look forward to shucks. Being here. Uh, we got you. You gave me some really cool ideas the other day, and you know I'm, I'm hoping to have you here for those. I'm hoping to have you here for a couple of them. Uh, I, t- I I briefly talked to the you about movie it. reviews. Yep. Sorry. If that was, <laughs> Boom! If, if that was a secret, <laughs> gotta keep them a little close to the chest here. It's okay. Be Nobody vague. To Fine. I'll keep the other secret secret. The ones that I know. Yeah. Fine. Don't go into detail. Keep your secrets. <laughs> There's an idea. You don't just. You're a terrible card player. I hey send me. You know that I family German Baptist playing cards. I'm gonna sinful. look up like the sensor beep, and I'm just gonna. No playing right cards. No playing cards? No playing cards. No. I mean, mom and dad have some now. You could even play Uno. Uno's different. You can't play poker with Uno cards. You probably could if you tried hard enough, but no one in my family knows could, how to play could poker. Could you play Old Maid? I could play Old Maid. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to put like a big sensor over what he just said. Okay. It'll be perfect. Um, but I guess, yeah, thank you, John, for having, for, having, for uh, being on the show uh, again. Thank you, John, for having the show. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love hosting people Words. in my beautiful house in my basement. Yeah, it's been it's been a uh, it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Podcastrophy either on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, or Podbean. I, I just said Raider. Stitcher Raiders. Stitcher Raider. Raider Row. Yeah, check that out. And thank you to the Journey and the Comics Network for uh, putting up with our shit. Uh, <laughs> check check out Journey into Comics on all of those uh, all those platforms as well, and uh, be sure to check us out live every Tuesday, roughly around five thirty or six, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And if that is all, that is all. Please make every day a big dick day. Bye, guys.
Yeah.